Have you ever had it? No. Well, like, then how do you know you hate it? Because I fucking was on that platform until I was about 31. And then one time I went out under the insistence of a friend who had been prodding for months, and we had sushi, and I've been digging it ever since. And it felt stupid that I never tried it before. Oh, I've been blessed with being into seafood since a very young age, and I have not skipped a day. <laughs> yeah, well, here it is, podcast, after hours. Yeah, what's this podcast? Um, this is going to be just us just kind of just reviewing and talking shit. Riffing? Can we riff? We can whiff. We can whiff. We're going to riff it. So, yeah, so compared to what? <laughs> <laughs> so we're putting off... Yeah, I guess that's a fair standpoint. We're putting off tonight's project of putting a Kawasaki motorcycle engine in your lawnmower and going ribbing around the neighborhood at like 70 miles an hour. I mean, I'm not in now. I'm not rolling it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess just in like weird shit, uh, the blower motor went out on my car, so I had to buy one and put one well, the blower that, you know, Ooh, do you moves my heat. Old, you take the whole dash apart? Well, or can you it's, it's, it out, out it's, out, it's, out, it's in the bottom of the dash. All right, that's oh, good. So Mine's a I have a pretty good idea where it's at because yeah. I changed the air filter and I saw it last time I Mine's tore it apart. Mine's a nightmare. It's under the cowl. It's a BMW. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to get it from the engine bay, and then you have to actually break the fan to get it out. And when uh, you put the new one in, it comes in two pieces. So you have to put each piece in and like put them together so that yeah. it'll work. But apparently, be, me because being apparently they put the blower yeah. motor, motors in the cars before they weld the top panel on, and yeah. it's welded on, so there's no way to get it out. <laughs> and there's a little access port, and the only way to get the damn thing out is to break the fucking blower cage fan and pull it out, and then put the new one yeah. in. Silly American, you have a BMW engine. You yeah. don't need heat. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 myself, I said, oh, well, the, the fan's not working on my heater. Maybe the fuse is blown. Yeah, so I crawl and I check yeah, the fuse panel, pull the check. fuses out. They're blown. So I go buy some new okay. fuses and I jack them in there. And they blow. And uh, get started. I, I think the fan was kind of working because I'm driving. All of a sudden I hear like zzz, zzz, and then some smoke come out of the glove box. Oops. And I'm so, like, so I immediately pull over and shut things down and pull fuses out. So, so I'm thinking like the fan motor is just seized up and yeah. it was trying to move. Yeah. And finally the fuses were like holding on to it. So No, that's, that's most likely exactly and, it. And, and it, it fried off. <laughs> At least you didn't do what some people do. It's like, oh, it's a 10 amp fuse. I'll throw a 50 in there. It'll be oh, okay. Oh, no, no. Yeah. It, it ran. And your car lights on fire. The, 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 blower, the blower motor ran on two 15 amp fuses. I felt that was sufficient. So I bought the same ones, but... Apparently it was moving a little, which the motor couldn't handle and would not and would not blow the fuses because apparently the fuses thought it was moving. Just, <laughs> just a tip for you people: don't ever put car fuses in that are higher values yeah. than the ones yeah. that are in there, unless it's a life or death situation. Yeah. Because you probably you're gonna, probably going to cook your system. You're probably going to catch your car on fire or do a lot of electrical <laughs> damage. It's going to yeah, cost a lot is more than diagnosing the problem. All that yeah. circuit breaker is is to not damage another right. system. So right. you blow a fuse, but you don't. Blow. Damage the system that is operating off right. of that. You're just going to cook everything inside of that. Well, electric. My dashboard smells so funny when I yeah. drive. <laughs> so that's probably what it was. That um, your fan had a high amount of resistance. I don't yeah. know if there's you know some squirrel fur yeah. caught in there or some shit, uh, something that fucking made its way down. Whatever it is, your fan has high resistance. It's, it's still going to try to run. So you're drawing more power. Power doing that. It just keeps drawing. You're going to pop every 15 amp yeah. fuse. It's it was the, it's probably the motor itself. Yeah, the, what, when I finally got it, I got stopped. Fuses and, and squirrels are your enemy. And, and I turned it off. Car, you're going to have them eat all the yeah, water. I, I was just thinking about the fact that a blower motor is also called a squirrel cage, and it always makes me think yep. that there's a squirrel trapped in there just sort of flopping around. <laughs> make it, make it fan, making the fan for you. Not anymore. That's like the older. No, if you park your car outside and don't touch it for two years, I guarantee you're going to have a They'll make a nest in the nest intake. In there. There, there will be yeah, a bird nest somewhere. somewhere. They will be in there. There'll be a cat. I had a friend of mine actually jumped his timing belt on his Toyota pickup truck because a squirrel oh, no. climbed into the bottom of where the timing belt was. Oh no! And he he tore out of his driveway and goosed it. And it's a double overhead cam motor, and it actually fucking jumped time by three teeth when the squirrel went around and uh, got crushed to death by the yeah. pulleys, which is horrible. And I'm sorry because we are all your animal cruelty people. I like yeah, too, sorry. But, that actually happened. But he yeah. should have gotten the fuck out of there when he started the car. Yeah, that uh, squirrel um, didn't understand it. But anyway, it was motor. like you know, thousand yeah. dollar bill to have the mechanic put the put the timing valve on the left yeah, side. Yeah, sure valves were bent. No, no, it wasn't because it only jumped three teeth. It didn't bend okay. the valves. Oh, that's cool. But it yeah. still cost a thousand dollars to have it, to, yeah. to have the timing valve realigned. Also not cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Just so everybody knows, it's the after hours. The after hours part of the show. Where I've never got a squirrel can jump a timing belt, but it's possible. Talk about I guess what it stuffs his whole body in there. It can. <laughs> yeah. That's so, why you need the timing chain, not the timing belt. Yes. Yeah, my car's yeah. a timing chain. So. Yeah. But then you get the tensioners you got to deal with. Yeah, they're not that bad in a BMW. They just pull out of the side. No, not unless you get in a fucking Audi where they're against the firewall Audis and they just turn around backwards. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry if you're a fan of Audi. I'm a fan of old Volkswagen, but after 88, Volkswagen's, Volkswagen's are junk and Audis are junk. I've been a mechanic for years. I've yeah. worked on them. Yeah. They are not designed to be reliable. They're designed to have massive problems that cost you lots of money. If you buy European cars, as much as I love BMW, they're the same way. Everything after the, like, even the, I don't know, E92 was But the thing about like, the new BMWs is, uh, I agree with you, is that they have, like, 52 or 57 computer systems in them. Uh-huh. And the problems with the cars are not mechanical ones, it's always electronic computer systems that go down. Oh yeah, wasn't that the that's famous thing have, about Germans, like have, their electrics or shit? Well no, I have the older E36 models and those are bulletproof because... Yeah, they, no, I got an E30 them piece it back together and that's why I bought it. it was that car has a lot of bells and whistles, I mean it has, yeah. it has the fuel consumption, it tells you how many you can oh, yeah. go, you can set alarms so if you're going too fast when you hit that speed it'll <laughs> set an alarm off and tell you that it's got a lockout code in it so if you had you know, back in the not early nineties, if you had like a sixteen-year-old kid, and you had a seventy-thousand-dollar M3. Yep. You know, when the kid you go on vacation, the kid goes to drive your car, which they will. Yeah. You have to put a four-digit <laughs> code in on the dashboard to unlock the starting system, so the car will start. And if you do it wrong three three times, the, whole, locks car, the whole car locks for an hour before you can fuck with it. <laughs> Yeah, wow. So, I mean, for the time, it was pretty advanced, but I the get, point is, it doesn't I, have 57 computers, folks, it has three. Yeah, well, I guess that would <laughs> no, be the yeah. beginning of, like, uh, if you're loaded and you can't remember your code and you keep typing it in wrong because there's, there's four of every number that you're trying well, to punch that happens in. Yeah. With, you know, <laughs> A good BMW deterrent for DUI. It's also passwords. nice when you park it in bad sections of town. If you're going to hotwire your car, they have to know the code. So you're, you're like, not oh, going to go anywhere. Shit. I can't remember this. And even if you True. disconnect the battery, it still remembers the code. Yeah. <laughs> And now, it's like, even the E46 that I have was, like, the next one. I like that car a lot, but that was, like, I don't know. I, I, I like newer, I like a lot of cars. I like newer cars, but as far as, like, cars I'm going to own and keep and appreciate, yeah, definitely older cars that have less the electronic problem, bullshit. The problem with newer cars is the way the computer components right. are going. It's all binary. So, well, the thing about it is, is, like, if you're the third owner of a BMW, like, 10 years from now or 15 years from now, the computer components that are going to break that you need to repair or drive the car are not mm-hmm. going to be available. So therefore, well, there's that. therefore, by yeah, you're by, trying to stuff making, Windows 95. No, but by, making, <laughs> but by making cars the way they make them now, they aren't going to be second and third owners of them. They're disposable because they won't be able to be fixed. The mechanicals of them will be all right unless you want to do a massive conversion. Oh yeah, computers and shit. But you no, know, I, we're going to want. Oh, you want that module? It's going to be like four grand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Like, because even the people, even if you have like a scan tool, like you know all the. If you have like a snap-on scan tool, the dealership still has their own software. Like they still have their own stuff, so you can't really you can, you can get do everything with hard, your own it's car. Hard, it's hard and it's pricey, but you can. It is, you, yeah. You can get a hold of that software, but it's very pricey, and you can't do it immediately. You can't do it like when BMW comes out with a brand new model. No, it's going to take like five, seven years before. No, you you got to wait for before. China to get a hold of it, and then they're going to sell it back yeah. to the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> True. There's our portion of car talk here on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, welcome if you to got, car if talk. You, if you got BMWs, remember. If you have an old Kawasaki 1100, you want to build a rocket lawnmower, so send it to us. There you go. Yeah, uh, there you go. That's our next donation. <laughs> so that's our. That's that's how we uh, kind of deal with what's going on in America. <laughs> we start talking about cars like well, real Americans. I, I will do that at any point. Uh, well, speaking of cars, I did actually watch the movie. You know, Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, yeah. Which was um, uh, very entertaining. I didn't think Matt Damon was the best choice for Carol Shelby, myself. I thought they could have chose somebody else. I don't know who, but Matt Damon was not my choice for Carol Shelby. And the movie shouldn't have been named Ford versus Ferrari. It should have been Carol Shelby versus Ford. (laughs) I know a lot about that. And they had the Cobra... And then he yep. built the, uh, the Coupe Cobra because it was a better aerodynamic vehicle. But when they started building it, they thought it was a joke. They're like, there's no way that's going to work. <laughs> it's going to have a big elongated tail. But they did wind tunnel tests, yeah. and they realized that the car would go about another 30 miles an hour faster, even with yeah. the same motor in it. And so they had a very small division of Shelby that built, I think, six or eight of those cars. Mm-hmm. And the year before, they depicted in the movie, Carol Shelby won Le Mans 
with those cars. And uh, that's well, why. Yeah. And that's why Ford chose him to get the GT500 program going so, so that they could win. The way that was it, the whole reason because he'd already won. But you know, well he uh, well Carroll Shelby actually won in a what did he win in? He won. He won the, 50, um, the 50, Le Mans. Fifty-seven or fifty-nine yeah. Le Mans while he was having a heart attack. Yeah, he was having a heart attack, the but he won time. it like in a in a, a Peugeot like or no, something. Or Alfa Romero. He won it in Alfa Romero. I think it was Alfa Romero. He won it in. Pretty sure it's Alfa Romeo. Yeah, Alfa Romeo. But yeah, he ended up winning it in that and. But, uh, but from, yeah. I, from what I understand, so you had... And he quit. He quit racing because of that. Because basically, his doctor was like, look, if you, you're a good racer, but if you continue to do this, you're going to be dead. Oh, yeah. Which you're going to be yeah, dead. He still lived a really long yeah, time. Really <laughs> he lived a lot longer than he actually thought yeah. he would. Yeah. But no, what I understand was that the, the GT40 or the Ford... The, G, the Ford GT40. GT40 yeah. Uh, basically, like, uh, Ford tried to buy Ferrari, and they then did. Enzo Ferrari... It was you know, insulted. Sold it to Fiat. As... Clarkson would put it, look down yeah, his still owns him. look down his Roman nose at him, and says, "You know what? You can't have it." That's right. No, so after Ford, they were like had all the paperwork drawn up, and it was, yeah. kind of, it was like signed here, and it's like, nope. But yeah. then Ford came back and wrote a blank check to their R and D program and said, "We're gonna beat Ferrari and Le Mans," Mons. and they did for like three fucking years. They did, and that was the GT40, which was forty centimeters right. tall, and the new Ford GT is taller than that, so Americans could fit into it. Well, the only reason the Ford, the, uh, the, the Cobra Coupes even still exist is because uh, Carroll Shelby got so involved with the GT program for Ferrari, or for, sorry, for Ford, that basically at the end of the run of those cars, they'd only been around for like a year and a half. They're all over in Europe on the circuit. Yeah. And they called him up and said, we want, to, want you to, you didn't pay to ship the cars back because he gave them to a racing team yeah. over there. And he was like... Just take them out in the English Channel and throw them, <laughs> out there. throw them in the ocean. I'm it's like gonna, the tea party and, of yeah. their own. And the guy, the guy that had the racing team, thought those cars were so beautiful that he couldn't do it. So he put them in, he put them on a ship and shipped them back to Shelby. But they were shipped in cheap conditions, so they were pretty much getting like, you know, waves thrown on. Yeah, they were getting rust buckets. But so as a result, there's one, there's one in Alabama at the uh, motorcycle museum down there. The oh, motorcycle wow. museum with the racetrack next to it. That's cool. And I think there's three left in existence of the six. Man. But one of them is down there, and you can look at it. It's a beautiful car. Yeah. Like and and even inside that movie, too, you know, and it really talked about, you know, about his driver, Ken Miles. And Ken Miles being, you know, a guy who understood, you know, racing and being mm-hmm. being a driver yeah. and actually the mechanics of the car no, and yeah. what makes, no, he, made the car better. He could understand both. He could understand how fast he could push sure. the car before right. the car was going to break. break. Yeah. Yeah. He, take and he it knew right what he could the, do. Right to the limit and not take it over right. that. Well, Which makes a true driver, you know, and, and even like to the point, like, like at, the, at, the, to the ground. at the at the end of the movie, you know, they, they show like a guy, you know, jumping out of the G40 who's the driver now and and basically like, yeah, this car's running great and had no idea about, you know, the mechanics of how the car Actually no, but worked. you know how it drives. You know how to make it go from yeah. this place to this place. So that's a whole other discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the place um, I mentioned that has that car is the Barber Vintage Motorsports Museum, which is predominantly yeah. a motorcycle museum, mm-hmm. but they have a lot of really badass cars in there yeah. as well. And if but you Carol, like motorcycles or you like cars, they have a racetrack right next to it where people race. Cool. And yeah. I would highly recommend you go there. It's not that far away. It's probably yeah. two hour, two yeah, and a half hour drive. It yeah, it's not but, far. So it's a, it's a good place but, to go. Um, yeah, Carroll definitely was an innovator in, in, in the American car industry. I mean, if you look at the Shelby Mustangs and things like that. Yep. I mean, he had a lot to do with, you know, creating a, you know, a fast car. Dude, everything he touched was and, fast. And, 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 and him. Dodge Omni in the 80s. Right. Dodge Omni. Well, I mean. <laughs> there's I mean, a Shelby but that, Omni. And it's but that fucking, was, it was yeah. like ridiculously but fast. But even to the point where, you know, that was a relationship that he had with Lee Iacocca back when Lee Iacocca was oh, with yeah. Ford. Yeah, you know, and when when he went to Dodge was just kind of a natural movement because Carroll wasn't really doing anything. He actually got out of the car business. Yeah. He said, "I'm not doing this no more." And Lee I. Cook talked him into coming in and making the Viper and and doing things. Yeah, you know, Viper if you look at the Viper, cool. it's very much Carroll Shelby. Oh yeah, that is, is a fucking Cobra. That is a Cobra. That's a goddamn Cobra, That's a yeah. Cobra. elongated Cobra. <laughs> you know, and you know, and, and Lee I. Cook brought him in back into Chrysler and and he did things you know with. Carol Shelby did things with him. Did the, the Shelby Charger. And then, of course, the Viper. And then time progressed, yep. and he ended up back with Ford. Oh, that's cool. That's part yeah. of that museum's huge. Any, yeah. any motorcycle you can possibly think of is in that museum. Yeah. 
It's ridiculous. I still like every once in a while going down that Lane Motor Museum. Yeah, the you see all the cars down there? Those are the, the all the Alfa Romeo. Yeah, no. the open wheel race cars. No, they're cool. all, it's every Alfa Romeo. Is that an old Jag? Yeah, in the back. Yeah. Oh, man, it's that's every. Cool. This is every Alfa Romeo race F1 race car from the beginning of time till now. That's sick, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like I said, Carol Shelby, an innovator in, in the automotive industry, you know, a crazy genius, I guess you could say. He believed in what he did. He believed in what his, his engineers were doing inside the garage and making cars faster. I mean, even there was, I don't know, you know, even a part in, in the movie where Ken Miles was, you know, some guy had brought his Porsche in to have fixed at his shop. And Ken Miles was basically like, well, he goes, it's a sports car. You don't know how to drive it. <laughs> you don't know how to drive it. It's yep. like if you want to walk, if you want to drive it around in a granny gear, it's going to give you problems. You need to drive this car. It's a sports car. <laughs> Which, you know, I'm going to have to agree with him. You know, I, I own this Infiniti G37, and it runs a lot better when it's being driven fast and hard. <laughs> that's the way they're designed that's, around. That's, that's, the one, that's the one in the barber. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, that's the beauty right there. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. And it doesn't have that's ropes fantastic. around it. You can walk right around it and look at it. It's a beautiful. I mean, you got to. But that's the thing. I is, that car. I was like every single piece on that car was made. But by that's hand. the thing with yeah. the Shelby Cobra that, that too. Was, that was, that was really people cool. hammering out the body by yeah. hand. And, Hell yeah! And that's the thing about that Shelby okay, Cobra too was is that it won yeah. it won Le Mans several times. It did, yeah. That was that. <laughs> That's times. what got this car. Is no, like, wait a minute. Wasn't that the Daytona coupe? Yeah, yeah it's a Daytona coupe. And this is what got. Shelby to get with Ferrari because he beat them with that car. Car, yeah, yeah, that was a sick car. So, but he had a great team behind him. He had he had guys who believed (laughs) in what he was doing, and they believed in what he was doing. They wanted to create great sports car and racing cars. That's all they wanted to do was create the best product that they that they possibly could. That's what business should be about, and that's what that's that's what's great about America, you know. Oh, trying to make that all right. You know, I mean, we can yeah. we can sit around and talk about you know great American ingenuity. Of is you know we wouldn't be sitting in electricity if it what wasn't was, for uh, Edison and his crew of guys right. who said, "Hey, let's make a light bulb." Was there ever a car that a communist nation made that was good? Um, no, can't not remember. No. <laughs> well, well, I actually owned a Yugo. They make some shit cars. I, so. I owned a Yugo back in the day. I bought one because it was like dirt cheap. I paid like four hundred bucks for it. And I blew the head in it like the second day I drove it. Everybody, I, everybody I knew had a Yugo within like a year. I blew that head instantly. Yeah, within oh. a year, the car was like totaled. And it, it was back, such it a was useless like, piece of crap. It was like crap. back in the fucking shop every week because something was wrong with it. I, I remember when it happened. It's like I was, I was, I was at a light coming, going home from my, actually, my, who's my wife now. And I'm sitting at a light and I, and I, and I, and I pop, and I let the clutch out, and I gave it some gas, and I'm kind of going, and I shift in a second, I hear, wow, oh, shit, that's not good. And I was like, I barely rubbed this piece of shit. I just put the stereo on. He's just got the stereo hooked up. There's probably not a Yugo GT anywhere on the world, or anywhere on the road in the United States, and that says something. No, because their R&D lab just ran them at idle and was like, it's good. It's ironic. They're probably worth a lot of money now. Yeah, probably. none of them left. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably. Well, here's a funny thing. There's actually actually like a, a car that is over, that's on. No, on Old Hickory okay. around Antioch that's in front of a car wash. It's actually an electric car that was like made in like Hungary or something. No shit. Yeah. And it's there and people, it looks like a fake car. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's a real car. <laughs> that's something that actually got made in front of this well, car you've wash. you've been Auto Museum where they like have the micro cars where it's like if you wanted to go in reverse you had to get out and like pick the ass end of the car up and oh, move yeah. it over and pull it out backwards <laughs> and then get back into it and it's like you're going it's like, like a 20 fucking miles old hour. snowmobile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My favorite car in the world is like I, to this day, if I ever could afford one, it was the one that you could just like drive into the lake and it'd be a boat. Amphicar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. it wasn't a very good car. Yeah, it wasn't great, road. but I'm just saying, it's like, hey, yeah. look, we're out no, driving I around. Saw one of those Boom! One we're time. going to the lake. When I, was, when I was in college, we went up to my my friend's college in uh, upstate New York, where he was, and we went down to a boat ramp to drink beer and smoke pot and hang girls. And, we're behind this car and there's propellers and my friend's like, what the fuck is that? It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like it looks like a 50s car that's like, oh, that's an Amphicar. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, 
I'm like, I don't know. It looks like this guy's going to the lake. So when we get to the lake, this guy just fucking drives he, right into the lake and drives straight into the fucking. <laughs> Who doesn't lake want and takes that? Off. Right? And I, was like, I want that. I was like, I've seen amphicars and I've never seen one that's been restored enough where the guy was confident enough to take it in the water, hey. but it only went like seven miles hey. an hour. Yeah. Hey, Elon Musk, if you're out there listening, let's do the boat car again so we can drive around on the road and then go out in the lake. Hey. But you can make it electric. No, there actually, there actually is one. It's, it's fucking. It's like a dune let's buggy. do it again. <laughs> Actually, is one. It's, it's like a hundred thousand dollars. I don't have a hundred thousand dollars to go. No, I, 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 I can buy a boat cheaper. I don't, I don't either. But <laughs> and a car. Buy a boat and a car. Kind of that boat. Can totally I can buy the, the truck to tow. Yeah, boats aren't cheap. <laughs> yeah. You want to go on the water? It's going to cost you. Yeah. Especially a little bit in Michigan because you know, Whitmer's going to uh, try to arrest uh, you. Uh, somebody's going to try to arrest you. Be the best way to get away out of a DUI. <laughs> I was on the lake. Well, then no, you he, can still get but a DUI, then the game war no bust you. You can get a DUI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not if they can't catch you. True. Yeah. If you have a yeah, high the, quality boat machine. That thing goes like 70 miles an hour on the lake. Oh, water. yeah, you're not uh, yeah. catching that. <laughs> yeah, you're not catching that. That looks like fun, though. It looks like somebody took an old Jeep and was watching. Uh, it's actually a pretty good off-road vehicle Jeep, too. <laughs> the wheels retract up into it, as you can see. Yeah, I can oh, see that. Yeah. It's like you drive gear. off into the water, you hit a button, and the wheels come up into the wheel wells. That's and it's cool. got a That's a lot of technology going on there. That's more parts than you need to fix. Imagine, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you can score so many chicks in a car like that. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they can swim. <laughs> Don't forget your life jackets. <laughs> There's our take on cars. How about that? You didn't expect that tonight. No, I like talking cars. <laughs> I like talking cars. They're a pain That's in the fun. ass. <laughs> they are, but they're fun too. God bless the uh, the engine. <laughs> you said we wouldn't be anywhere without some American ingenuity if the Wright brothers put us on the put us in the air. Oh yeah, we'd have never went to space if it wasn't for the Wright brothers. Those boys were from Ohio. They were bicycle guys. They were they they were bicycle guys who <laughs> built an airplane. Can you imagine how much balls it took to build a f- airplane and go? Well, no one's ever flown before. I think I'm going to fire this thing up and try to fly it. I mean, it's yeah. like what would happen? <laughs> the first test pilots. Yeah. yeah, I imagine they had lots of Guinness or some kind of beer before yeah. they decided to go. Well, they started out with gliders, a lot of gliders. Yeah, uh, they started just doing gliding, and then he crashed those a bunch. So like, how do you put an engine in this fucking? They're like, thing? we <laughs> can put a moped engine on this and truck and fire that some bitch up, and maybe get get it in the air for a minute. Yeah. I like to think they were just riding bikes around. I was like, you know, if we strap some canvas to this, this thing will fucking fly, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it did. Yeah, it, <laughs> it did. did. It did. And to this day. Delta Airlines is still flying the same aircraft. That's right. Now, it's just, <laughs> but uh, sorry, Delta. It's actually United. That sucks. So, <laughs> I, I, if you look at you know, I mean, and we know that you know Americans didn't invent the car, but we definitely mass produced mass it. produced it, yeah. perfected it, perfected it, and got did, it done. We did it the way China would do it if they had morality. If they had morality. <laughs> Yeah, we actually paid people. How about we mass produce it? Oh, so we make it shitty. Like, yeah. no. No. Have you ever seen the crash test on some of the Chinese cars? <laughs> They're like the worst performers in the crash. They're like, you'd definitely be totally yeah. dead if you got in a crash at 30 miles an hour. Yeah, I imagine it's like when you're done with the, the sheet line pan, you got the tinfoil, and you just crumple it up and throw it in the trash can. It's like a beer can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joke's on you, round eye. But yeah, the... Um, what it, you know, if you look at it, as you said, you know, obviously the cell phone, the, the, the telephone, the telephone in general. Yeah. An American in, in, invention. Bell. Tesla was a genius. He was a misguided genius, apparently. Well, they did the whole uh, ACDC argument where, well, they, where he electrocuted an elephant. Yeah. Yeah. That's, what, that's what Einstein did. I mean, that's, that's what I want to go to a state fair and see electric, like, yeah, that's, that's, electrocuted. Well, We're gonna that electrocute may have been the, uh, the most uh, recent yet in the past example of mass media manipulation. Yeah. Edison was, decided that, you know. Look was, at this poor elephant. That's what electricity does to you. Yeah, so. <laughs> But but what obviously you know, we, everything was proven through you know because Tesla got with Westinghouse and Westinghouse was like your idea is genius and then they and Westinghouse won you know the Niagara Falls hydroelectric plant because like this makes the most sense. Tesla, All we got to do is, is step it down. Never got a penny for him. 
Yeah. Well, Tesla wanted to give it away, and everybody was like, "No, no, no, give it away! You're crazy. Would <laughs> give go nothing back away. Kill Edison. This is not how America works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you Edison, you'd have electricity be very different, right? It would be like, right. Well, it's weird because like cars have DC, houses have AC. There's still a there's collaboration still, of both. There's still collaboration of both. But it's definitely batteries are all DC. Anything that deals with batteries. yeah, that's why you need an inverter for right. a lot of shit. But, but we're not uh, going to get into fucking pulse width modulation and yeah, we're not going that far. But I'm just saying, square you know, wave versus sine wave. Yeah. But I mean, AC and DC all have their place. If I mean, if Edi- if Edison got his way, it'd have been DC and it'd have been a power plant every 20 miles to keep the fucking juice up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, where Tesla said, "Hey, what we do is we give all the power at the beginning, and then we step it down as it gets there." And then it, and it's a constant, it's a constant power going to that circuit, and then boom, we step it down and it's perfect. And I went, well, that's fucking genius. <laughs> we don't, yeah. we can, well, we can I produce mean, it at one place and shoot it across the lines and then step it down. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, when they came out with electricity in England, <laughs> I just watched the whole thing on it, and it's like basically there are like probably thirty guys that did electricity in in London. Yeah, yeah. You put electricity in your 200-year-old house, you just basically stapled bare, bare copper wire right, to the walls. walls. They didn't yeah. even have any insulation. Bare copper wire to the chandelier. They yeah. had tablecloths that you could stuff shit into and make it light up. Like, they were totally electrified. So, like, you're eating and spill your wine. You're like... <laughs> you know, but... I mean, there's a lot of houses that caught on fire before they said, Hey, you know what? We need to make this shit, like... The same and have yeah. some codes because you know, the, the trial and error program of electricity. A lot oh, of things, yeah. a lot of things burned down. Well, I, also, I plugged in some shit, like, a lot of shit to stuff, and thought like, to myself, oh, "Pop the breaker." Like <laughs> gas breakers, gas-fired bathtubs back then. So if you're yeah. like drinking a glass of wine and set the burner on and jumped in the bathtub, right. you just get cooked like soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you pass out and you. That's done. even better than throwing a toaster in there. Yeah. Right. A little, little, little human stew in, this, in the pig scolder. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking crazy. Man. I mean, if you compare it to like a modern thing now, it would be like, say, it was like, hey, uh, like, come get uh, your own personal cell phone tire, tower. And then some guy would just show up and staple together some tinfoil and hubcaps and make a sort of general shape. And like, there it is. Don't let your kids near it or they're going to get cancer. Yeah. <laughs> That's like even to the point well, where... Well, they also had... Uh, Back in those days, they also had arsenic. Like they, they had a whole phase in England where they wanted this rich green wallpaper. Like when they started coming out with oh, wallpaper, yeah. so and, they made, and, and, and they made the green dye with arsenic. And everybody who like wallpapered up their office like would get cancer and die. <laughs> that, you know, it was the fucking wallpaper. Yeah, lead paint. <laughs> yeah, when lead was in it and everything, and I remember like, lead it, lead it gas. Not to jump back in a car ship, but the reason why they used leaded gas is because it, uh, before they started coating uh, the valve seats in yep. zinc, uh, it would burn through it, so the lead was actually a lubricant. lubricant. Yeah. yeah, it I would go to in keep there. your valves from well, burning. I've restored out. a couple exactly. antique cars, and then, you have to make that uh, decision whether you want to put lead additive in it all the time and go original, or whether you want to put, put the upgraded seats in it. It was a great twofer. Your engine ran well, you had a weird cough four years later, yeah, it was but, good. And, and your kids acted weird. And you, and you couldn't see it, like, two feet in L.A. Well, it was in yeah. paint. It was in paint, too. Like, the people painted their houses with lead paint. People painted, oh, yeah. people painted you know, child's, you know what the, the, what the lead child's toys in lead paint. Oh, yeah, it's like, I'm sure I ate some lead paint chips. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I'm like, okay. The Chinese are doing it again. They just yeah, have like, a bunch of lead lead. kids' toys from China, like cars and shit. There's oh, lead. yeah. I'm sure they got a leftover just, warehouse. Just, like, we can use this. Lead just makes the paint flow. They're like the <laughs> shitty drug dealers of mass-produced products. They're, they're like, the what shitty, can we use the shitty virus dealers. to make <laughs> Lead's this cheap. product? No one uses lead anymore. We've got a lot of this shit later. That's around. right. Yeah. It's like, well, we're working on a new virus. Great. <laughs> I, like, I like how much money everybody else makes off of heroin. Yeah. Or what if we make something that's cheaper and kills them? Then just kills them. <laughs> just gets it out of the way. Yeah. That's how you do it. Joke's on you. Joke's on you, America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, who's going to pay for all the dead bodies where they decriminalize heroin? Well, it's decriminalized up in, up in Oregon, so we'll find out. 
imagine the death stats have gone up since. That I'm happened. sure they're just like just well. I mean, I mean, pretty much in any democratic state, you know, they don't really fucking give a shit. They just kind of like here, here's your spot. Go here, shoot up. We'll pick you up once you once you vote. Need. <laughs> And just keep you in one spot so we don't have to drive around and try to find yeah, you right. like 10 days later when you're stinking. <laughs> yeah. Which sounds horrible, I know. <laughs> but it's the truth. Easier to collect in one spot than, like, find them. Or somebody goes, there's something stinking in the apartment above me. Yeah, we busted through the door. The guy is dead. OD. <laughs> yeah, usually the case. Usually the case. Because people need help. They don't need to be... Uh, yeah, well, you don't... They don't pe- need to people have free t- heroin. They need to get, like, arrested and have some people kind of public aid not. program where they put them through rehab and yeah. try to get them back to normal yeah. instead of fucking just... Yeah, people well, do not... Do all the heroin you want. That's the solution. Just yeah. do it all. Just yeah. do it. It's here. For sure. People do not need help in destroying themselves. They do a really good job at it themselves. Especially when addiction comes into the, to the process. I don't believe in throwing them in jail. I think they should have some kind of a program where they try to actually put them into some kind of program. I, I, I think they, 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 you know, many of many of folks have gone into to rehab, but then again, it goes back to the point. It's like you're only going to get better if you want to get better. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean there's there, a point. There is, a, there is a percentage of people that have already hit that rock bottom that would be helping that program. What could be helpful? Yeah, but you know, I'm but not I mean, say it's going to have a fifty percent success rate. But if it has twenty, that's twenty. Twenty is twenty percent. That's better. That's better. You know. Yeah, but you're never going to get better unless you want to get better. And, you know, and I'm a testament to, you know, you can't save people who who love heroin. <laughs> it will control your life and tell you that you're normal <laughs> when you're on it and you're not. <laughs> well, the thing about it is, is like, you know, I've read a lot of interviews with people and Dave Navarro from James Addiction said the reason he got straight off heroin was because he was uh, just basically vomiting all over himself whenever he didn't have any. He'd be driving yeah. down Hollywood Boulevard at 5 o'clock on a Saturday morning trying to score dope and said he got yeah, to the point where your life. he was sitting in front of his kitchen in front of his stove and saw like what he looked like while he was trying to shoot heroin and he just had a premonition. He was like, I'm going to fucking die if I keep doing this yeah. shit. And I don't want to do it truth. anymore. So he ended up getting straight. And yeah. then, uh, that's great that he recognized, recognized it. Got straight, and that's why yeah. James Addiction broke up because you had two guys in the band that were fucking junkies, and you had two guys, guys in the band that got straight and could be around the junkies. So there's no more James Addiction. That's it. Yeah, it's but true. That guy Dave Navarro got straight, or Clapton got straight, straight. didn't fucking yeah. take him. Yeah, you know, uh, it's a scourge, Dave Mustaine got straight, didn't take him. Yeah, but there's a lot more that you know, a lot of more that, talented people that it has taken. It's taken quite a few people, you know, and it's a scourge. It's definitely you know when you get into to hard drugs, I mean, especially heroin, and heroin will just consume your life. There's a song called, you know, Three Days Was the Morning. Yeah. Because after the third day, you're pretty much on it. Pretty <laughs> much, yeah. Pretty much, you're, you're go- you've are you gone down that road, you're committed. Well, and that you, whole ritual is a little bit too out. And I think even, like, I mean, even... The way Alice in Chains' dirt was, but I mean, there's a lot of heroin references. I mean, you can go into record. the, you know, I mean, even, like, you know, a, a great, you know, line from... Um, Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground, you know, the song Heroin, he said, I, sp- I-, I feel like Jesus' son when I stick a spike into my vein. <laughs> so, you know, that's a good example of what what heroin can That's a rough analogy. Like. That's a rough analogy, you know? <laughs> yeah, but the thing about it is, is that, you know, you're always chasing the dragon. You're always chasing it. And after a while, like Dave Navarro said, he's like, you don't even get high off of it anymore. It's never just, the same. You just, it's never... ha- you just have to have it because you're right. physically ill if you don't. He's like, oh, and when yeah. you shoot yeah. it, you don't get high off of it right. anymore. But right, it's, you, it's but keeping you, don't you have normal. It, but if you don't have it, you can't even function, and you'll do anything to fucking get get the next fix yeah. if you're going through the DTs. Yeah, it's, it's a terrible thing. Definitely a scourge. You know, the op- the opioids, I mean, even the opioid crisis proved that when they told us, like, oh, you know, we made a drug that's not addictive, which actually was. It was. And it was the same exact feeling for people who want heroin. I gotta have this, or I'm physically sick. Opiate based, anything. Yeah, anything opiate based is not good for you, because <laughs> it opens up receptors in your brain that you know, which is dopamine, and then your and brain you opens up all these receptors, and then yeah. you don't have that that fill of the dopamine going into those receptors, and your brain fucking craves it. Yeah, it's like a chemical imbalance, yeah. and then it's like weirdly enough, people don't act rationally. 
when when right. you have an absence of that, especially when your body gets used to it, which it seems like it really it does really fucking quickly because 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 the brain loves to feel pleasure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the goal. Right? That's the goal. And when you open those receptors up, and then you can't fill them, then you become sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so very sick, very sick, I mean, and, physically, and happiness is not muscle cramps. Yeah. Vomiting, vomiting, vomiting and like just all kinds of bad just shit. bad shit, depression, suicide. Yeah, that's not, those are the not roads. Those are the roads. You should have fucked around. So, with. so any kids out there listening to this podcast, don't do drugs. Don't do heroin. <laughs> don't do. Don't do it. Definitely don't do heroin. Or don't opioids. do heroin yeah. or opioids. Um, stay off it. the pills. Yeah, fuck pills. That's... It's not good for you. <laughs> Stick to drinking. Yeah. You only crash your car. Like a normal adult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, all, all the drugs in the world, we choose alcohol and nicotine. <laughs> yeah, caffeine. Caffeine. Yeah. yeah. Caffeine. Caffeine, I, I love some coffee, don't get me wrong. I can drink coffee on the hottest day in August. What if going to go, like, all speakeasy? Like, you know... Like, you got a bar, but, like, don't park in front of the bar. Like, go down the street and walk into the bar, and we'll just, like, black out the whole front of it. You get knocked six times, yeah. We'll stay out. Well, you can stay out as much as you want, but... Jim sent me. Yeah, you got to have a password. you got to know the knock. Yeah. you got to know the handshake. Yeah, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Like I said, you know, I'm sure after everything, you know, with what's happened today and... And Joe, you know, 100 days of the mask mandate will clear everything up. And yeah, we'll fix everything. Everything will be fine, yeah. and we'll get back to normal, and we'll stop testing, and there will be no more coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> we will. We'll just move on because we can't continue to, you know, Joe will tell us we can't continue to have the economy Buy gold, shut folks. Down. We're fucked. Buy gold. Buy silver. We're fucked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Buy gold. Buy, lots buy of gold, silver. Buy lots of silver. <laughs> have some money. But who knows? Maybe hey, Joe will send us two grand. Maybe we should look it up. How much? Nah. Did, how much did silver and gold go up today? I bet you went up a lot. I, I bet you went know. up a lot today. Let's see. Let's check this would be gold. a good day to buy for certain Somebody stock. else gonna look it up because if I fuck with this, it will like end in the show. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. This a well. It's a funny thing with the stock market. Like, a, a, there, this is gonna be a good day to buy certain stocks, and oh, then yeah. other days, people, other stocks are gonna be tanking. Um, yeah. So no matter what, it seems like that's kind of still the currency that if you put your money in the right place at the right yeah. time. Well, you got to have money to put it in the right place. Well, yeah. Because remember, $100 does not make you more money. I was about to say, even if it's 100 bucks, <laughs> you're not going to be a fucking day trader out yeah, of Yeah, you're not going to. 100 bucks does not make more money. $100,000 makes more money. Yeah. Gold <laughs> went up $100 a kilo today. $100? That's pretty good. A kilo it's of up gold $3 is dollars for an ounce, and it's up uh, ten cents per gram. But still well, don't buy it now. Ten cents a gram, huh? <laughs> buy it when it's cheaper. Well, it's not going to be cheaper for a while now yeah. after <laughs> all this shit just happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's fix the shit so it is cheaper, so that I can exactly. buy it, and then That's... we'll do something to ruin it to make it more expensive. It's insider trading, right? <laughs> That's That's true. <laughs> Nobody's ever done that. Let's see. Well, while you're over there, Dave, let's see what's going on out in the capital. Let's see if there's any any crazy. No, shit going. silver actually fell forty four cents an ounce, Mine's a silver cent per fall. gram, and fourteen dollars and fifty cents per kilo. That's weird. That's it is weird. I don't know. Let's just scan the old phone there and see if there's anything brewing in the capital. Let's see if anybody's good pissed what, off. You tapped or, into the CCTV system there. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> somebody's reporting something. See who's pooping in the White let's House. See, let's see if Trump supporters and Antifa and BLM are getting a fight. Let's see if they're out there. I want to see the face. I, I don't think Antifa and BLM showed up for this. No, it's all the old uh, the one dead. I think they just let it go. Capital, yeah. Senate reconvenes. I think they were like. Well, because it's already said and done. Yeah, so they're like, oh, we didn't have to go and burn anything down today. Now everybody's <laughs> speculating, which I mean, uh, granted, this is a portion of what we do, too. But, you yeah. know, now all it is is for mass media. Now that everything's been shut down, the police showed up that they hate. And they came to save them from the things that they wanted this time. And uh, now it's, it's going to go back to all the speculation about how, how much worse this could have been. Yeah. Just to keep people viewing but, for but another couple hours but, longer. It doesn't matter if you sell this country down the river. You just but I don't, keep people watching for another day. I may have said this earlier. I don't remember if I did or not. But, you know, we'd be in the same position, let's say, if Trump had won. 
The Trump had been and we the, the BLM and Antifa would have been out. Yeah. Yeah. The been Kenosha riots Kenosha. would be in that same room. Yeah, <laughs> they'd, they'd have been kicking doors down. They would have been. That are going to be safe for tomorrow. riots in Chicago for sure. Yeah, they would have done more. Every than just uh, major go on a walking tour of the Capitol. Yeah, <laughs> every major city, uh, I, I think, would have would have seen that, and there would have been mass demonstrations on the Capitol that would have been called peaceful and a fight for democracy. See. And it would have been uh, worse than what happened today. In my opinion, so you could have I, I, you could pretty much have somebody throw fireworks at that building, uh, shoot somebody, light people on fire, do all this stuff, and it would be called a fight for democracy while ignoring that whole thing and right. just watching a group full of people standing there. When you can go to the to the conservative side and see the majority of people just standing there, a couple people kind of fighting out with cops, a couple a couple people getting pepper sprayed, or who gives a fuck. Uh, and and then you go to this is this is a death spiral the to death our spiral, democracy. The death spiral. We're in and a death spiral. That 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 willful ignorance, that willful ignorance of that difference, is what led us to this point and will continue us to this point. Now we'll challenge any fucking yeah. liberal to bring up that point and and come up with a coherent solution to it. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that every one of their ideas is bad. It doesn't. It doesn't. But if you don't acknowledge that, we will never move forward. I guarantee right. it. And it's in those conservative rights, those conservatives' rights to continue to do so. Yeah. It's not within your right to just poo-poo the idea because it's not politically convenient for right. you and think that you can hold some sort of morally superior ground because right. you're a and, fucking and, idiot. And, and I really think with what happened at the Capitol today was just that, you know, the, the silent majority just stood up and said, hey, you're going to hear what we got to say. You're okay with Antifa and BLM yeah. kicking the shit out of, out, of the, out of the cities. But now listen to all these screaming narcissists. Yeah. The same people who had smashed windows on a cop car and pushed people, and as soon as they would push back and be like, look at what the police are doing to me! Yeah. Uh, right. Fuck you. Well, yeah. well, I mean, even what happened on the Capitol, the first people they called were the police. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they called the police. These you know? people that are like, hey, I want you to be defunded, and then, uh, oh, oh, this is a different protest. It's not oh, the people that I like I, or know. Yeah, this. Oh, well, the police need to come down and clear this out. ABC. See, ABC the police need yeah. to come down here and clear these people out. Oh, this they is They need ridiculous. to come down here and clear these people out. They are a threat to democracy. <laughs> Help you fucking kill yourself. Exactly. <laughs> Just remember, this is the After Hours podcast. It is. <laughs> so, but I, that's what I believe, you know. That's and not I, and I think if the, the, the radical left were, were the people who broke into the Capitol building, they would just say, oh, they're just mad. You got to let them blow off some steam. This is what happens. Well, that's when, an easy sell when, to shut down the conversation. Oh, they're yeah. sore losers because yeah. we've already debunked all this election fraud that actually kind of happened, but we don't want to mention anything no, about that. said that there's no election floor fraud, but Trump had a list yeah. today in his speech that he could have gone on with for hours, and it was what he even said was damning as hell. Yeah. The man who said there was good people on both sides. <sighs> God. <laughs> Disingenuous, Disingenuous, narcissistic, narcissistic cowards. cowards who, <laughs> who tend to, you know, spin it to their liking. I mean, right. it, they spent more time on this protest than they spent on time on any other protest that happened in America last year. But those were no, protests. Mm. <laughs> those were peaceful demonstrations with convenient dumpster fires and in the Convenient dumpster fires and, and, and uh, yeah, attacking the police. Yeah. The police. Remember the people you called? Like those <laughs> Farrakhan into the fucking fray. Like, oh, yeah, you're going to be calm when you let that guy speak. Yeah. Well, where's he's Alan not even Sharpton? the worst out of the group, honestly. No. Like he's not even like. <laughs> like the, the, my thing is, it's like when Al Sharpton shows up, we know it's just bad news. <laughs> you know? yeah. If Al Sharpton's promoting yeah. something, the skunk, it's it's it's, 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 dar- like it's garbage. It's pretty <laughs> shitty to say that I would prefer Farrakhan over Sharpton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, any day. It's, it's like when Al shows up, it's just like, oh shit, here comes Al. Yeah, yeah, we know that it's fucked up now because. He's gonna sp- no, he doesn't even have to have a reason to be uh, be angry anymore, and he's yeah. just trying to sow seeds of destruction yeah. for for his own personal gain. Exactly, which is super sad. Yeah, he's a <laughs> superfluous piece of garbage. It's like you know the guy who like disappeared from the world, Jesse Jackson. Yeah, what happened to him? What happened to Jesse yeah. Jackson? Where is he? He was everywhere. He was everywhere for, he a, was while. Everywhere for a while. Yeah. 
And we, you know, who was, you know, a member of, of, of Martin Luther King's fucking entourage at one time. You know? <laughs> when Shit, he was a young know. man. I haven't heard oh, yeah. anything from him. And he's disappeared. Where's he at? He probably made the smart decision to be like, I'm getting out of here with these crazy motherfuckers. I mean, (laughs) even to the point where, you know, Ice Cube jumped up and said, hey, obviously they haven't done anything for the black community, have they? But you guys are going to idolize Ice Cube and Kanye West, those crazy people. Enjoy your WAP. Enjoy your fucking Cardi B bullshit. You hypocritical morons. Well, on a a sad note, I heard that... um, Dr. Dre has actually suffered an injury. I brain, did hear that brain, too. Brain that is super shitty. Which is super uh, sad because. Yeah. Well. Not Dr. If there's, Dre. If God there's a genius no. in the world who was a genius producer and and did a lot of great things for music, it would be Dr. Dre. <laughs> People are already playing some Rough Riders here. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's a true American story right there. A guy who lived in the ghetto oh, and yeah. made his way. Yeah, that was a coming up story. Ice Cube. A guy who came yep. up through the ghetto and made his way. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Kanye West is a bit narcissistic. Uh, I think Kanye... he's got some stuff going on, but it's like how they like to use that as an example for the entire party. Right. Well, he's so. getting divorced from the Kardashians, because from Kim Kardashian, because obviously... <laughs> well, he was the one that got himself into that position. Yeah, he put himself <laughs> into that, you know. That was his fucking mistake. Yeah, it was his mistake, <laughs> you know. You, I mean, look what they did to Bruce. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying... You know, that's what happens. You know, Bruce became a chick. Oh, I thought it was just so he could jump over things better if he cut your junk off. I guess. Uh, I don't know if he ever had his junk cut if off. If your but, wiener um, gets hung up on the... Uh... But he did have his... He did definitely... Wow. <laughs> that's what happened to America. Let's talk about wearing a bobbin. No, nah, we're talking about Bruce Jenner. No, we can segue into that. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, no, we're talking about cut Bruce Jenner. Yeah. We're talking about the Kardashians and, oh, yeah. and Kanye West getting divorced. I was seeing how it's easier to oh, do Kanye's hurdles. Oh, divorced from that bitch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Surprise. Surprise. Yeah. He's the one who what's put himself there. He put himself there, though. Yeah. What's going to happen in Northwest or Southwest or whatever the fuck is going I, I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's going to be wrapped up. He's got in... free flights for entire life. Yeah, so. Now it's Northwest. That's yeah. not an airline. There you company. have it. You know, Kanye West ran for president and like 10,000 people in Tennessee voted for him. Just so you know. Damn. Why is he <laughs> screaming voter fraud? Yeah, why? Uh, because it wasn't fraudulent. Because Anybody he, that <laughs> voted for him absolutely voted for him. absolutely Kanye voted West. for him. <laughs> Like, and anyone who didn't, they didn't steal it from didn't. me. That's how Trump could have won the election. They could have put the algorithm in to flip Kanye votes for Trump. And they wouldn't have been watching that. Wouldn't that be some 40 shit? It's like, actually, I'm not even arguing for me. Kanye was the real winner. Yeah, Kanye, yeah, Kanye won that won. shit. He That's got the right, most motherfuckers. votes. He's going to try to sing Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. in the Oval Office again. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so there you go, Kanye West. It sucks that he, he does make some good music, but just leave your political commentary <laughs> maybe Leave it yourself. at home, <laughs> you know? That's not shitting on him for talking about who he is and everything. I really like the Joe Rogan podcast. Have, like, they have an injury or something. There's a lot of people I know that, like, are really into him, like some of my other friends. Yeah, yeah. I knew him before, and they were like, well, he had a brain injury, you know, so he's not quite right in the head. And I'm like, well, I don't know anything really about him, except for the fact that uh, I don't really like his political views. Yeah, no, he's a... The head injury thing, it just reminds me of Gary Busey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gary Busey's a little nuts. He is. I just remember that uh, when Trump had that Apprentice show, and they had one season, it was, I don't remember what season it was, but they had Meatloaf and Gary Busey on there, and it was amazing. Because there was one part where they were making this, like, set for, like, a pirate thing, and they were like kind of making different pieces of the set and Gary Busey's job was to make this uh, wooden box look weathered and he started beating the shit out of it with a chain and it seemed like he was getting way too into it and he stops and throws down the chain and goes, I hate boxes! <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant before that though, the Buddy Holly story. If you no, it was. That. His kid's been in a bunch of movies too. Like, like, some of the movies he made were stellar back in the day before yeah, I'm not knocking that it's just he's a fucking he's crazy a person now, now. Oh, definitely, definitely crazy now <laughs> like, Jesus Gary he might have been crazy then too I mean who knows no. I think he was a little bit crazy but that whatever impact he took like hit the exact spot yeah, like let's be the craziest fucking person yeah. that I can ever maintain <laughs> it was just the right spot it was he hit the soft spot like in a baby's skull like you just see, you hit that area where it's like, I'm doing great. Well, I don't know. I heard a story on the internet, and God only knows if it's true, but it was a 
boat that they couldn't figure out what the fuck was wrong with, and uh, paid this like old, really old guy that knew the boat really well to come okay. in and fix it. And they couldn't get it where the motor had like some weird knock in it or something. So the guy's like, "Yeah, I'll fix it." It's like, "Give me ten grand." So <laughs> oh, give shit. him ten grand, and he takes a fucking big ass sledgehammer and walks up to one specific spot on the enormous boat motor and whacks it with the sledgehammer, and the thing's fine. That's why like, you throw that guy over. And they're like, "Well, we're not gonna." We don't want to pay you that money because you, know, you didn't do anything. He's like, fine. He goes and hits the same spot with the hammer again, fucking, and fucking the boat starts <laughs> acting up all over again. He's like, have fun. Somebody taking advantage of a convenient loose connection that he knew about. Or something. I don't know. Something, but, yeah. But there, are, there is weird mechanical stuff that does work like that, and I don't know, you know... And now, and now we do the full loop around back to German electrics because I feel like I know automotive electrical pretty well. And even to this day, those cars, like, there's there's a lot of trial and error if you're going to do your own shit. <laughs> yeah, there is. If you, want every, if you want everything to work. If you want everything to work, uh, there's a lot of trial and error that goes on. Time with here it is podcast. Yeah, we're getting ready to head down the old recycle center. That's right. They love us. <laughs> I like the recycle centers. That's how we had, got, got beer in college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we used to go to this resort. We used to go to this exclusive resort where they threw away all their champagne bottles, and the champagne bottles were like a quarter. Well, I we'd, we'd go there with a pickup truck like every day, every day, especially after the weekends, and we'd go into the recycling shed, and they never said shit, and we would just take all the garbage bags of champagne and wine bottles and beer bottles. Mostly champagne and wine bottles. Yeah. And we'd go to the recycle center and we'd get like 50, we'd get like fifty bucks. Damn. We're like five guys in a broke ass band. That fifty bucks is enough to get shit faced every fucking night for free. That's what we did. <laughs> what we need to do is get an abandoned mail truck and then we need to take all those bottles and we need to drive to Michigan. Yeah. Because that's where the money is. Double the redemption. We're gonna make bank. That's where the money is. Maybe we can whip JF- JFK's golf clubs at somebody, it'd be awesome. Dress in Gertie suits and use air horns to piss off the people golfing. In fact, where did you used to work, Chris? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want to do suits a, and air horns. Yeah, we can do a Caddyshack thing. Yeah. <laughs> Gambling love, at Bushwood, sir, is illegal. Guys, guys love it when you hit an air horn right when they're about to strike the golf ball. Well, they love, love it. Yeah. Four. <laughs> but, Somebody uh, whip a putter at you. <laughs> That's why you wear the Gertie suit, because then no one can know where you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as long as you play some Kenny Loggins. I actually had a friend who had one of those, you remember those shitty Chrysler station wagons, like mini station wagons they had in the 80s with the wood paneling? Yeah. They ended up getting one of those as a car because he couldn't get anything else, couldn't afford anything else. <laughs> so his little stick when he would go hit on chicks was he had that song in the cassette player, like on a single. So everybody get in the car, you get into it, and be like, I'm all right. Oh man! Chris the family truckster, <laughs> the family queen, family truckster. Yeah. <laughs> Old national lampoons. I had to watch that over Christmas. The, the national lampoon. Uh, Christmas vacation. Love Christmas vacation. Vacation. One of the best movies ever. Yeah. Planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> Planes, oh, trains, and yeah. <laughs> Got my hand between two pillows. No, See, you those don't. Are, those are pillows. <laughs> those are <my> pillows. <laughs> <laughs> See, these are actually filled with helium, so they're really light. I like it when they almost hit the train and he pulled, Steve Martin pulls his fingernails yeah. out of the dashboard, yeah. like out of the dashboard. John Kenny's got the steering wheel folded over and he's... <laughs> so shower curtain rings. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, genius writing back in the day. We could I feel like you're one that. of those Chatty Cathy dolls and you just pull the string and it's just... Gah, gah, gah. <laughs> I like my stories. People like my stories. Weird Science. That was a good movie. Weird Science was a great one. Yeah. Um, that's Chet. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Paxton, actually. Bill Paxton. No, every time I saw Bill Paxton in any movie, I could I never. Like, there's think, Chet. There's He's Chet. Always Chet. He's always Chet. I'm gonna, I want to. I want to butter your muffin. <laughs> <laughs> You know what you need? A dirty, a greasy pork sandwich served up in a dirty ashtray. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're going to be wearing a brawl on your head. <laughs> oh, 
Thank you, John Hughes, for uh, entertaining us. (laughs) There's some great movies. Some great movies. I like it. I miss kind of going to the movies, and like even when the whole COVID thing is hopefully quelled down to a point that's not like the TSA is currently now, <laughs> uh, that we could eventually go to movies like regular yeah. people. But then I'm like thinking, I was like, there's no really movies that I'd want to see at the movie. Yeah, like, I mean, where, maybe that time where, is kind of coming where, past. I, I hope it hasn't passed. I, I, I like, hope there's some renegade movie makers out there who want to do. Great movies again. Oh, you and can not make, do something, yeah. some kind of woke ass piece of shit, shit. movie. Yeah, you know, piece, of crap, <laughs> piece of crap. Well, there's an option too. Maybe you could start making movies better um, to gain the viewership that you lost, rather than be like, "Well, people are streaming, so let's just turn out garbage that's garbage. that's it all controlled by marketing and accountants." Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the new there's no reason that somebody needs to write a script. No, it's all about marketing and accountants. <laughs> Yeah, like, why did yeah. they make another Crocodile Dundee movie? That was horrible. They did? Oh, it's They made horrible. two. They made three of them. No, they just made one recently. It's really? That guy's dead, isn't he? Paul Hogan's dead, isn't he? I don't know. Maybe they I did think it he's CGI. dead. I think he's dead. It's not much of a script. It's like, look at my knife. Could be wrong. Yeah, they deep-faked Paul Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what made that movie. Dead. I thought he was, oh, oh, he was still alive. That's not a knife. Uh, yeah, it's a knife. <laughs> That's they when we all new, fell uh, in love with the Australian accent. They made a new Home Alone with Grown Up Macaulay Culkin. Oh, God, don't do that again. No, it's don't, Grown don't Up Macaulay Culkin. Don't reboot that shit. Don't reboot that movie. Oh. The Wet Bandits are in there? I don't know who's in it because I didn't watch it because I didn't want to. Yeah. I just know that it's Grown Up Macaulay Culkin making a cameo in uh, New Home Alone. Ugh, yeah, I don't want to see it. That was another movie was like I watched. Cr- Crispy disappointed. Was like, it was like that when they remade The Karate Kid. It was like, what the fuck was that? That was horrible. Yeah. Well, they, they're actually doing pretty well with Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai's Netflix. good. I haven't watched any of it. Everybody says, oh, you should watch it. It's oh, great. I'm it. just like, eh. You'll love it. Yeah, that's I've heard mixed reviews about that, but I heard The I Mandalorian got really good in the last mm-hmm. couple episodes. The Mandalorian, I heard the... Whoever does the music in the new Cobra Kai series is on point. It's yeah. Fucking, nice. Because Johnny's all into the 80s metal. Hmm. All right. I give him, yeah. Can good for him. One. He's got a zebra shirt on. I got one. Ah, zebra. My first concert was zebra. I love Zebra. I went. I, 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 I Zebra. actually, my first concert was Aria Speedwagon. No, I got. With I, just, I just got the No Talent Live Zebra shirt yeah. for Christmas because Johnny was wearing it in Cobra Kai. Like, I gotta find one of those. My brother yeah. actually found it. At, like, found yeah, it I, I had I had the Zebra concert T-shirt with the the chess piece. That's the one I got. It was the chess piece. That's the one yeah. I just got. Yeah. <laughs> I, many years ago that, no that I'm sure out. that uh, if I still had it, I would not fit in. <laughs> <laughs> I would just hold it up and go, yep, I went there. Yeah, but that was my first concert was uh, Ario Speedwagon, Survivor, and Zebra <laughs> in which, Fort which, Wayne, which, Indiana. Which Survivor Tour? Uh, the worst. I'm sorry. Maybe. They were terrible. Was it the Damn. one after they switched the singer? Uh, Ario Speedwagon did a great job. Zebra, I went to see Zebra. They were the opening, opening band. Zebra, zebra did a great job. Like, survivor came out. Actually, they were horrible. There's actually a whole Zebra concert on YouTube that's awesome for yeah. that tour. It's awesome. And it's not shit quality. Yeah. It's like five cameras, fucking pro audio. It's great. But then, like I said, Ario Speedwagon came out and did their show. They did a good job. I, I know I, I'm familiar with Ario Speedwagon songs at that time. Of course, oh, High, Infide- oh, yeah. High Infidelity but, was a but, great record for them. Let's face facts. Like, you know, if you Riding the, the Storm if you out. If you went to an Ario Speedwagon concert, you weren't going like after... After, like, you can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. You weren't yeah. going to the songs. Uh, which was a great you were, record. You were going to hit on the chicks because they yeah. had chicks everywhere. Like, at that that like, I can't fight this oh, feeling. I can't fight this feeling. Well, that was before, uh, um, even in my time, you guys know, but I remember Ario Speedway. That was before Matchbox 20 had their finger banning escapade. Oh, okay. so. oh Matchbox 20. Ario Speedwagon was huge. Yeah, yeah. Aria Speedwagon was well, definitely. Aria Speedwagon was huge for like 20 years. Yeah. I mean, they were fucking like, yeah, they, you know, they had hit after hit after hit after hit. And actually named after a car company. Yep. Yep. Ario Speedwagon is what Ario was the company. Yeah, they called the, their car the Speedwagon. The the yeah. They called their car the Speedwagon. The first album they did oh, yeah. had them sitting <laughs> in an Ario Speedwagon. Speedwagon. Yeah. I remember playing this old video game when I was younger. It was called uh, Test Drive, and they had an unlockable thing. And this is how poignant at the time it was. The unlockable car was a station wagon called Ario Speedwagon. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's true. And it was a wagon, a fast, you know. 
station wagon, that was called our speed wagon. <laughs> that was the references of the video games I was playing when I was younger. There so. you go. <laughs> so, Ario Speed Wagon still has a reference. <laughs> I did, and... Well, they Even were actually like really so, yeah, good. Yeah, we circle back around the cars. Yeah. Like, we, the wagon was it's really all about cars. They like, had folky songs, but the guitar player would like heavy it up. Oh, that like, guy was good, though. Up, and he'd, like, he'd throw like, yeah. a, like a real rock and roll I don't, I don't remember it. that yeah. guitar player's name, but he was actually pretty talented yeah, and good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Gary Richrath. Yeah, Gary Richrath. Oh, nice. And when yeah. they got rid of him, they kind of lost all the shit that they had as a yeah. band because he was, you know... Dude, you lose the, your the, fucking the, and, and, and you can well, say the that. Singer, the singer would write like folk songs and Gary Richrath would be like, you know right. what this needs? It needs... Yeah, need some rock and roll. Need some rock and roll in there. So you lose that. So it's like, so what's your band now? But then, but then that's what like what happened with Chicago in the '80s with Peter Starr taking over. It turned into this whole fucking ballad chick shit. Well, that's because uh, that producer got involved. Oh, he got involved, and he's like, oh, that uh, famous producer, and it was all just like mush. I, I saw that guy, and he's just like. He's like, look, I've got five Grammys. Yeah, I saw yeah. him in an interview, and he's like, got his Grammys behind him. The only him. rock song Chicago did was Stay the Night mm-hmm. in the 80s. That was the only, and it wasn't a big hit, but it was a hit. It had that crazy video. But he was the he guy. He chasing the chick around in the fucking Cobra-ass ass and fucking, yeah. you know. And it was Funny. it was kind of a rock song, and every song, every other song besides that was just like That's total terrible. ballad, terrible Total shit. ballad, Peter's terror bullshit. And that was the, and the producer of, of those Chicago records, like, was the one who would like, Told Peter Terry he should do his own thing. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, like you, should, you don't need you don't need Chicago. I saw the three. Do- you don't need Chicago. I saw the three-hour documentary Chicago movie, and it's an mm-hmm. awesome movie. You've never seen it. They still tour and but, do but their Peter thing. Peter Cetera declined to be interviewed, and all, and he was like in the band for twenty fucking years. years. Yeah, and it's like, so what happened between those guys? Where it's like they're doing a movie about your career with Chicago, and you won't even fucking you come on. You don't even want to talk about it. Like every Peter Cetera clip in that movie. It's called from old video interviews yeah. that he did, and they put him in the movie. I think I but, saw the same one. But he declined to be interviewed, and it's not. It goes all the way back to them hanging out with Jimi Hendrix and playing the whiskey at Go Go, and Terry Taft yeah. killing yeah, himself. Cool. And, yeah. and just coming up as when as Terry Taft killed himself. That was the end of Chicago well, for me. I love Terry Taft. Yeah, I love the Terry Taft Chicago. That's the fucking. It was Chicago the most line. amazing shit. <laughs> it was the most amazing shit, and it was awesome. And, and they were they were Chicago Transit Authority. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, Chicago is still touring and still you know produ- and still out there doing music, even though the tumultuous past they had. Like I said, with Peter Cetera, I think in the eighties it just became this love ballad. Well, you know they toured with Jimi Hendrix. They did. And Jimi Hendrix told Terry Kath after one show he's the best guitar player I ever saw in his life. Ever saw? <laughs> ever? Period. Ever. Hendrix is like, dude, he was like, I can't believe he's like, he's like, dude, he's, the Hendrix is like, you, you're the shit. It's like you're you're so much better yeah. than me. And and, and uh, Terry was yeah. like. I don't even really know what to say to that. And no, I'm not. But thank you for the compliment. But the, you know, making things well, uncomfortable. Let's drink beer and smoke pot. I mean, so. there, there, there's there's an interview with um, like um, I think it was Ron Wood, yeah. and he was in a club in London, and Jimmy was playing, and he called Eric Clapton and said, "Hey, you should come down here and see this guy. That's this guy's pretty amazing." He said, "Eric shows up, and we're sitting there watching him, and Eric looks at Ron Wood and goes." Fuck man, we're out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like that story with the Beatles, where like a fucking like four days or a week after Sgt. Pepper's kind of came out, somebody called up Paul McCartney. He's like, "You need to come down to this club." And he's like, "Why?" He's like, "Hendrix is up there playing Sgt. Pepper's." Yeah, and he's like, that, "What?" I, and he comes down there and he watches him. He's like, "Holy fuck, he's playing our shit." And there's, it's like, there's, like four days old. <laughs> there's there's actually a recording of um, of Jimmy Hendrix doing Day Tripper. On the uh, the radio the, the, the radio one the radio, the radio one um, live feed that actually Paul and John actually backed Jimi Hendrix up on Day Tripper <laughs> and when you listen to it you can say okay that's John Lennon and Paul McCartney yeah. backing his ass up yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, they're all intertwined, you know, back then. It's all intertwined, and, and music was different then, you know. They didn't really care about, I think, you know, they were more interested in the artist than, you know, who got signed. Well, it's these just, days, like, the like, is, let's right. look at it from today's perspective. Like, today, if, like, somebody called up and said, oh, Jimi Hendrix is playing your song off your album that you just came out with, and you guys already said you're not going to tour, like, a modern artist might be like, well, fuck that guy, fuck him. Paul yeah, McCartney's he like, owes oh. us. Paul McCartney's like, oh, that's really flattering. I'm going to go, yeah, to I'm gonna go check it out. So, 
a definitely a different time. A different time in the era. Different time in the era when the musicians and the artists were about you know what they were doing and not and kind of like blurring the lines between you know whatever label they were signed to or or whatever they were doing. I think. Well, one of my friends, I don't even want to go into it too deeply, but he knows John Carter Cash, uh, and I'm not trying to put this out there to make everybody go into a fucking frenzy because it's probably never going to yeah. come out. However. He has access to the studio and spending to John Carter Cash's studio, and there is a whole album that was done, and not intentionally, with Johnny Cash and Paul McCartney. Wow! Because Paul McCartney went down to Jamaica, where Johnny's house was, and they had a studio, and they were hanging out for the week with Linda, and they ended up jamming and recording an entire record. Wow! Now they never tried to get it released because. You know, they're on two different record labels, and right. they were both huge stars at the time, and, the, and right. the record labels would fight and fight and fight and fight and fight, and that's probably the main reason why I'll never see a live day. But yeah. I do know for a fact that this exists. I have never heard it, but it came from uh, somebody that's going to remain nameless that grew up with John Carter, and he heard it with his own ears, and I have no reason to ever believe that he would lie to me about it. But, uh, you know, that's one of those hidden gems that maybe sometime yeah. in our lifetime it'll see the light of day it's and we'll check it out. And I would love to check it out. And it's it, probably pretty cool. And, and I really think that's what people forget about Johnny Cash, too, is that he he never really, you know, you know, yeah, you know, people consider him country music or, or rockabilly and things like that in his era, but really he supported all music. You know, him and Bob Dylan done tons of records together, which Absolutely. would be which would be the Nashville Cats. You know, those guys did tons I, of shit. I really but only think Jerry a, like maybe a quarter of Johnny Cash's yeah. collective I mean, we're talking uh, about, recordings are available on yeah. CD. Like, if you really want to get deep yeah. into Johnny Cash, you have to go back and find vinyls of albums that he right. put out that, that never saw the light of day. Never on saw CD. the light of day. And even with the Nashville Cats, you know, you had like Jerry Reed and and, and Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash and all these guys making this music, and they were kind of like the underground of the music industry at the time. So don't, you know, Johnny, Johnny never, you know, even on his show, I remember as a kid, you know, in the Johnny Cash show, he always had, you know, different people on there. He had rock stars. He had fucking country people. He had tons of people that he like believed that, you know, were, you know, were worthy of the music. <laughs> Absolutely. And it proves, you know, later on in his career when he got with Rick Rubin and, and just the things that he did with them. You know, he recorded Soundgarden songs, recorded dancing songs, recorded Nine Inch Nail songs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's Johnny Cash. And and Rick Rubin, well, being the genius music, that he was, he was, was like, like... Here's he, the deal. Johnny Cash and Paul McCartney, they're both musicians and musicians. Right. Like, you, you ever saw the documentary about yeah. the recording studio with Paul McCartney where we went into the Foo Fighters and they were writing a song and... I remember Dave Grohl going, God, is it always as easy as this? And Paul's like, it should be. It should be. You well, know? he wrote to live and let... That's not the exact quote, but it's they, something along the lines I of mean, like, you know, they just had this song and it just fell in and McCartney arranged yeah. it and they just went and did it and it yeah. was a killer fucking we're like, song. We're killer like song. In the last 20, 20 seconds of this podcast, but, you know, with that, you know, Paul McCartney said, you know, when the people from James Bond came and said, hey, we need you to record a song for us, him and Linda wrote it that day. Like in four hours, they had live and let die. So we're rolling in the end. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.